This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, hello and welcome to the show. I'm Sterling Fox. In just a few moments, pharmacist Alan Glasser, host of HealthWorks Radio, Saturdays at 6 here on NW, will join us to take your calls and help us to understand more about how taking drugs or supplements or vitamins affects your body and how to get the most benefit from whatever you're taking. Alan will also talk about sleep and energy on the show today. First, however, here are some of the top consumer stories we're following. Last week, we told you about an American survey which showed Netflix in the number one position for TV watching options for the first time over PVRs and other recording devices and conventional cable TV. So we shouldn't even be a little surprised to hear of new Canadian numbers this week showing another record year for viewers here turning away from TV subscribe services. Over 200,000 last year, in fact, which was up from 160,000 the year before. Actually, it sounds more than it is, which is only 2% of the total market, so Shaw, Rogers, Bell, and the other big leaguers aren't exactly panicking, but the number of new subscribers is now much lower than folks canceling existing service, and it's not likely to improve. Cable TV companies are doubling down on offers, promotions, and bundles to increase traffic to their services, and the new survey also points to another factor working in favor of the big providers. Convenience. It's a hassle to roll over your services and emails and other connections from one provider to another, so much so that many of us just don't bother. And that's what the big guys count on. We haven't moved as quickly to non-cable options as our American neighbors, but there is no doubt we aren't as complacent as the big companies wish we were. It's also huge news for new players in the game in Canada with new options to offer. For them, now it's confirmed. We're actively shopping and will forego the inconvenience of switching for the right deal. So bring on the offers. Shares in outerwear maker Canada Goose soared this week in its debut on stock markets in Toronto and New York. The Toronto-based company, famous for its $900 parkas with fur-lined hoods, debuted with an initial public offering of 20 million shares, priced at 15 bucks each. Shortly after the markets opened, Canada Goose shares launched a 23, almost $24 on the Toronto Stock Exchange, later slipping to about 21.50, an increase still of some 43% from the opening asking price. Founded 60 years ago in Toronto, Canada Goose has built a reputation for making among the warmest coats people can buy and are favored by both trekkers to Antarctica and fashionistas. The company operates two retail stores in Toronto and New York and its products can be found in 36 countries worldwide. And as long as we're keeping score, here's an update from last week's Snap IPO story. Shares in Snap Inc., which of course owns Snapchat, hit a fresh low this week, falling as much as 3% before retrieving some losses. Snap has raised some eyebrows on Wall Street, with analysts flagging the company's slowing user growth, widening losses, and lack of voting rights for outside investors. Snap's current valuation is rich under most scenarios for an unproven model that marketers see as experimental, say analysts at Cantor Fitzgerald, among others, in a research note. Don't forget, 
Snap, and we told you this last week, has told us all it may never post a profit, mostly because it never has. Snap shares priced at 17 bucks, opened at 24 in their March 2nd public debut. The stock hit an intraday high of almost 30 bucks the next day, but the stock closed down on the week, making a multiple straight session of declines, closing on Friday, 1954. Apple will launch brand new iPads, and we're going to talk about that a little bit here on the show, in early April at its Apple Campus inauguration event in Cupertino, California, right there on the edge of Silicon Valley. Apple is expected to launch a slew of new iPads in the coming weeks. A new report indicates that Apple is about to unveil four new iPad models, and all of them will get the Pro moniker, even the brand-new iPad Mini. According to a report from DigiTimes, Apple plans to target the education and business sectors, and uh, these will be mainstream products from mid-tier to high-end tablet market for the year. The new 175-acre camp is actually called Apple Park, and the first employees begin working there early next month. Still no official date announced for both the opening ceremonies and the new multiple iPad launch, but it's coming up fast and we'll keep you posted. Well, that didn't take long. Last week, we told you about the settlement between the U.S. government and Volkswagen, totaling over $25 billion. And we ended our report last Sunday by telling you VW was still facing problems back home. Well, on Wednesday, police raided the homes and offices of Audi AG executives in two German cities in a criminal investigation of the diesel emission scandal. Audi is owned by Volkswagen, and police are trying to determine whether engineers and managers at Audi were also involved in carrying out or covering up the plot by the parent company to rig nearly 11 million cars worldwide to cheat on emissions tests. For its part, Audi says it's cooperating fully in order to clear this matter up. You have to wonder how much more this is going to cost Volkswagen. After all... The home country has been embarrassed, and it will exact a serious penalty. Stay tuned for the numbers. Those are some of the stories we're watching this week. We'll look at more later in the show. We'll also have a steal report. And today, Linda talks about paying off credit cards quickly. Minimum payments, not a great strategy. In just a few moments, we'll open up our phone lines for your calls about all matters pharmaceutical to Alan Glasser of Mark's Pharmacy Delta and host of HealthWorks Radio, Saturdays on CKNW. Stay tuned. We're coming right back. This is Vancouver Consumer on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the program. Sunshine in downtown Vancouver. We had a moment of snow, a true moment. It lasted about 10 seconds on my way in from New Westminster to downtown Vancouver this morning, and I cussed like a sailor. I got to tell you, I was not a happy guy, but it only lasted 10 seconds, and now we're back to the good stuff. Alan Glasser is back with us on Vancouver Consumer. Mr. Glasser, of course, is the host of HealthWorks Radio, heard every Saturday night at 6 o'clock right here on CKNW, and, of course, is uh, the main man at Mark's Pharmacy Delta. Welcome back, Alan. Good to see you. Thank you, Sterling. Uh, last time around, uh, we did. Some, we're going to talk about sleep and energy in a couple of minutes, but last time you were with us, we talked about a little bit about the effect taking 
pills or, or, or products into your body has on your body. And I, at the outset of the, of the show, I talked about whether you're taking uh, supplements or vitamins or prescriptions or whatever. No matter what's coming into your body, there is a profound effect on the body. Obviously, uh, that's why you're taking them, but it sometimes goes well beyond whatever reason you think you're taking them for. That's right. Now, you've got to realize that every time you take like a prescription drug or over-the-counter drug, there's always a main effect mm-hmm. and other effects. Uh, people call it side effects, but really, there are further effects that that drug or uh, supplement has on you. I, I, if there's one thought that I want you to take away from what we talked about in the past is whenever you take a pill or a capsule, drink at least six ounces of water right after it because... Your esophagus, that's the pipe that connects your your throat down to your stomach, Mm -hmm. isn't a steel pipe. It doesn't drive straight down. It's got like ridges, like if you cup your hand to see ridges on it. Well, that's what these, there's muscles that actually uh, contract and push the the pill or tablet down your uh, esophagus. If that doesn't happen, that pill or tablet could irritate the esophagus, delay the effect of the drug in your, as it dissolves in your stomach and gets absorbed lower down. Nothing gets absorbed in your stomach. It all gets absorbed when its stomach empties. That's why it takes at least 20 minutes for your Tylenol or ibuprofen to kick in. There's a, that's the delay effect then, That's right. right. But uh, it's amazing how many of us sort of think of our, our throats as that steel pipe. You in, uh, open wide and pop it in and bang, it lands within seconds in your stomach where it's supposed to. Not the case, not even close. No. That's right. So a lot of liquid to wash down whatever that pill may be. That's correct. Okay. What about now? We hear about side effects a lot. We watch American television, and you see some of those ads, right? <laughs> and, and it's always some, so lovely, beautiful pictures, and you take this, and your life will improve, and, and you'll get rid of that condition. And then, and then, in a very quick voice, some side effects may be. And the guy rattles off this long list, of, and you're wondering, my gosh, why would I take the product in the first place, given the potential for all of this other stuff? That's that, right. that comes with pretty much anything we take, doesn't it? It is. And that's what, you know, you've you got to realize. I mean, in the pharmacy, every time you get a prescription drug, we can do a printout of the main effects of the drug and all the side effects. Right. So uh, that's what we do, of course, at Mark's Pharmacy at 80th and Scott Road in, in Delta uh, to help you understand what's going on. There's always a risk-benefit. And that's one of the reasons things are on prescription, or one of the reasons why some of the drugs are only sold in pharmacies because there's always side effects to deal with and risks to deal with. Uh, you want more information about that? Ask your pharmacist. Right, exactly. Now, and I mentioned supplements and vitamins, which people come into Mark's Pharmacy and buy every day, and some of which I would think are more effective than others, but it's still a pill, and there's still going to be some effect other than the desired uh, reason you're taking it in the first place. Yeah, it could well happen. I oh. mean, some the most common side effect, I can tell you, is an upset stomach. Right. And the way to avoid that is by drinking a larger amount of water. We're talking about six to eight ounces when you take that pill because it's possible that you need to dilute that in your stomach so it stops irritating your stomach. Oh, okay. It's that, it's that simple. So. Uh, it's a pretty simple rule to follow. It's amazing how many people don't, but if you're going to take a pill of any kind, take it with a big glass of water. Problem solved, right? That's correct. 
It's, it's some. This is so simple. Right. Yet most people say, "Oh, I just don't. I just take a little cup, or I just take a mouthful to wash it down." Mm-hmm. It's not going anywhere. Right. It's sitting in your esophagus, possibly irritating it. Worst case, it bleeds. Uh, that's the worst case, right? And then you can get you know get worse from that. But let's let's avoid that. It's so easy to avoid. Six ounces of water at least when you take your medication. All right. That, that, that is a good takeaway. If, if, if there's nothing else that you pick up from this hour this morning, that is a, an important one. Frankly, it's, it's huge. Yes. Let's talk about sleep and energy, the other thing that you wanted to include in the conversation this morning, and something else for people to call us about. By the way, the lines are officially open. It's 604-280-9898 if you'd like to join the conversation and speak with pharmacist Alan Glasser from Mark's Pharmacy Delta, 604-280-9898. Sleep and energy, obviously, completely interrelated. Yes, they are. So, um, where do you want to start? Well... Let's start about the things that, that we know about. Okay. So in terms of common things that, that people take by mouth, number one is caffeine, right? And I think most of us know that uh, you've heard many people, oh, I don't take a drink of coffee past 8 o'clock in the morning. In my, ca- in my case, sleep. it's noon. I never drink oh. coffee afternoon. <laughs> and, and, and it's a kind of a silly rule, Alan, but I, I kind of stick to it. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and I do it because I think... If I have a coffee after dinner, for example, a nice coffee, I'm, my sleep is just hooped for that night. Yeah, it is a stimulant. There's no doubt. We know caffeine is a stimulant. And some people may not feel it until they try to go to sleep, and then they realize, oh, I shouldn't have had that coffee. Right. That's disturbing my sleep. What's the second thing that disturbs sleep? It's very common. Alcohol. Uh-huh. And, and it's not beyond a lot of people to have a little glass of wine or something after dinner or before going to bed, a, 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 little, a little tipple, you know, to, to ensure a good night's sleep. That's right. Well, uh, maybe one you can get away with. But when you start taking multiple drinks, that will eventually disturb your sleep. It is. It's been well known to do that. So avoid the alcohol. Possibly past the one drink you're talking about. Okay. Okay. So alcohol, is is it a stimulant or a depressant? Because I keep hearing both. Alcohol is classed as a depressant. Oh, okay. We all notice that. Your judgment center goes down. Mm-hmm. What's that old Latin saying? This is, in wine there is truth. <laughs> and you're going to say stuff you would never say mm-hmm. if you hadn't been drinking. Right. The only the, the, the other another say the only the only people who speak the truth are drunks and little kids. <laughs> <laughs> For precisely the same reason, uh, due to a complete lack of inhibition. Right? That's correct. But that's the stimulus part that that, that confuses us about alcohol because you, you, some people get a buzz and they kind of get animated and well off they go. D- their inhibitions go away and then they can do what they really feel like. And right. there's no little voice in their head saying. Don't do that, dummy. Yeah, right, right. Uh, which can be helpful at times or unhelpful at others. So, but those, not very helpful about when it comes to sleeping. Uh, no. So th- that's that's the point. And there's a third very common element that since the 1880s, 1890s, the days of Tesla and uh, Edison, we have light, mm. artificial light. Prior to that, the only lights we had were naturally occurring light from, you know, gas lights. Right. Again. Natural products and, of course, a, a candle flame, fire. And really, fire was the only form of light that we had up until the 1890s. 
since then, we have artificial light. Right. And there's more and more research coming along showing that when we are exposed to this light, especially the light from our TV screens, from our iPads and, and any kind of almost electronic screen, LED so screen. smartphones included. That's right. Okay. That it's, it's got very high percentage of blue light at maybe up to six times normal, and that includes LED bulbs now that everyone is you know, replacing the, the, the other halogens and things like that. Mm-hmm. Even more blue light is coming into your life. It interrupts the production of uh, you know, the sleep hormone, okay. melatonin. That's, that is the theory. Uh, and it's backed up by uh, some interesting research being done on this. So one of the ways that you can stop this light coming in your eyes and possibly, again, turning off your melatonin production that helps you sleep. You know, you can buy melatonin tablets over the counter. Okay, sure. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Because your body isn't making it. The question is, what is the most common reason it's not making it? Because you, you're watching television at night. And that television puts out a lot of blue light. That blue light goes into your eyes, and it shuts down production. Of melatonin. Of melatonin. So what's really what, – the current theory about the eye is this. It's just a camera. It's taking a picture, and then our body interprets it. There's a new thought. It's got a new way of thinking about this, a paradigm. Maybe it's supposed to be a clock. Because think of it. Before the 1890s, what happened? Uh, you got up in the morning when the sun awoke you. Mm-hmm. And it had a certain frequency of light there. You know, by noon, it was 26% of the, the sun's light was blue. First thing in the morning is only 19. So you, you woke up. And then at the end of the day, the light turned red, right? We've all seen beautiful red sun, sure, sunset. Yeah. And guess what? That told our brain, oh, it's getting dark. It's time to go to sleep. But what do we do now as human beings? Well, we just turn, turn the light on. on. <laughs> Somebody put on a light. That's right. You know, and what did people do, you know, Back in the before we had electric lights, well, they probably went to bed. Candles were expensive, you know. Wax was expensive, so you may have it for an hour or two, and then boom, you, you went to bed till the sun popped up at three, you know, six o'clock in the morning or five thirty in the morning. Didn't have daylight savings. Okay, <laughs> wanted to include some callers as we go forward too. Uh, let's uh, start in Aldergrove. Louise, thanks for waiting, and good morning. Good morning. Uh, I heard you talking about the side effects of drugs. Yes. Well, uh, right now I guess I can call myself a cancer survivor because I have just finished my chemo and radiation. And as a result of the side effects of chemo, I have neuropathy in my feet. So I ended up going to a podiatrist, and he recommended Lyrica. Well, any of you that have watched TV, you know that Lyrica has a list of side effects a mile long. That's one of the products I was thinking of when I was describing the ads on TV, Louise. Yeah, okay. So anyway, uh, because I was going out of town for Christmas, I decided that I would take two weeks of the Lyrica with me, but I really questioned and having to take another drug to counter-effect the side effects of chemo. Wow, okay. So I went away, and uh, not to a warm place, unfortunately, to a cooler place, and I was more concerned about my feet getting really, really cold and not realizing it. It didn't happen. It turned out that Montreal was warmer than uh, Aldergrove. (laughs) Um, So I didn't take the Lyrica, 
when I came back, I went to the podiatrist again in early February, and he says, did you take the Lyrica? I said, as a matter of fact, no, I didn't. I didn't take it because I didn't feel the neuropathy was causing me pain. It was discomfort, but not really pain. Okay. And you know what his reply was? Okay, as of now, you are no longer my patient. You don't take medical advice from me. You are no longer my patient. Wow. That's a pretty pretty uh, radical response, Alan. Uh, you know uh, all of the uh, pharmaceutical aspects of Louise's uh, conversation here. Yes. What, what, what would your best advice be? Well, first of all, Louise, I think you made a correct choice, uh, and I applaud you for that because you did realize, see, the biggest side effect that I see with a lot of these drugs, especially Lyrica or that class, is it's going to cause some brain fog. Is, and that's obviously your ability to focus, to, to carry on a conversation, and just live an everyday life can be definitely affected. And that's what my concern would be. If you're not feeling excruciating pain from your neuropathy, then you can, you can do without it. And the doctor was ticked at you because he, he thought he had the cure. Interesting. Luis, I have to leave it there, and we need to take a quick break. News is coming right up. More uh, of your calls to 604-280-9898. It's Vancouver Consumer on News Talk 980 CKNW. 11.35 straight up on a sunny Sunday morning. Sterling Fox with you, joined by Alan Glasser from Mark's Pharmacy at 80th and Scott Road in Delta. And your calls, of course. Lines are open, 604-280-9898. Just before the news break, Alan, we had a call from Louise out there in Aldergrove uh, who uh, spoke, and congratulations, by the way. I did not uh, get an opportunity to say uh, she's uh, been through cancer uh, therapy and chemo and all the rest of it, and she uh, described herself quite a jubilant as a cancer survivor, and our congratulations, Louise. But she also described uh, a, a condition she had neuropathy, which is some kind of foot pain, uh, and for which the doctor prescribed a, a drug that we're kind of familiar with from those American ads called Lyrica. So she uh, went away on a, on a break, didn't take the prescription drug, and came back and, and uh, had another follow-up appointment with her physician. And when he asked if she had taken the prescription that he had written for her, she said, as a matter of fact, I didn't. The doc cut her off. He uh, basically didn't throw her out of his office, so to speak, physically, but basically said, you're not my patient anymore. Don't want to see you again. So pretty dramatic reaction, perhaps overreaction to, um, uh, so uh, during the news break, Alan says, you know, well, first of all, you got to understand Louise has every right in the world to not take a drug. Uh, expand, if you will, please. I don't know how many of us are aware of that. That's right. Well, I deal with uh, nursing home patients, assisted living uh, the patients. And one of the things that is really emphasized there are now patient advocates, there's nurse practitioners and everything, mm-hmm. because you and I, it's our bodies in the end, and we have the right to make a decision of what we're going to put into them or what procedures are going to be done to us or on us. You have, that is your patient right. So, you know, Louise said that, uh, you know, she decided not to take it. She decided her pain or discomfort didn't warrant when she looked at the drug and looked at all the list of side effects, which And that's absolutely... what put her off taking it. She was uh, put off, literally, by the extensive list of side effects. That's right. So, I mean, Louise, you want to come and visit me at Mark's Pharmacy, 80th and Scott Road. We can talk about other non-drug and supplement alternatives to help repair the damage. 
You see, the docs and, and pharmacists and all the medical professions, we're focused on disease management. Where's the word health in that disease management? There isn't. Mm. So I want to focus on uh, the healing path. How do we get your body healed from the damage you do? That's a totally different focus. I, mean, I can do that differently with drug and non-drug means or non-supplement means or supplements to help you heal. Because otherwise, when you go into a physician uh, of any kind or, you know, or any pharmacist you talk to about, we're into disease management. Right, right. So where is the focus on your health? We're only focused on your disease. You don't have a disease. How can we help you? Well, it's it's t- a, that's a, like an aha experience when I thought about that, that if we want good health, abundant health, optimal health, or, the, 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 find your road to well-being, where do you find that when the professionals, including myself, we've been taught in our paradigm, our way of thinking is about disease management. Right. Where's the health in disease management? Well, it's almost cultural, frankly, isn't it? Yeah. We, we, we don't even consider going to a doctor until something's wrong. We are reactive rather than proactive. Exactly. And once you want to be more proactive, you really want to know how do you get on your pathway to, to healing or your pathway to health or the road to health? What are the signposts? What, what can you be doing to help yourself? And that's why we're talking about sleep and talking about energy because those two are really tied in to having optimal health. Right. And so um, if you start with something as basic as your sleeping patterns in terms of finding that healing path that you call it uh, and becoming proactive about your own health, uh, you got you got to start somewhere. And a good night's sleep is probably a, a really smart place to start. That's right. Now, we're just coming to the interesting part that what's the biggest change? Electricity. The LED screens, the blue light that we're getting in our eyes, it kind of keeps us awake. Right. So other than you taking supplements, which replace you know, the melatonin you're not making, uh, I've seen a number of um, alternative health practitioners, you know, Dr. McCullough and this Dr. Jack Cruz, they're now starting to wear yellow or blue blockers, they're called. And they are available at the stores. And you put them on, say, at, when the sun goes down at night, you want to block the blue light that's coming in your eyes because you want to have the message Oh, the blue light's gone. It's time for sleep. So when you get tired, you can go to sleep. So tip, be it, it, before the days, as could just go back in the conversation a bit, before the days of, uh, of artificial light, yeah. electricity, um, the brain produces melatonin, which induces sleep naturally, and that's on a natural cycle of the sun going down. That's right. Circadian rhythm we're right. talking about. When it's daylight, you wake up. Right. And when it's nighttime, well, you get tired and go to sleep. And the body does different things and kind of regenerates at night. So a lot of us um, uh, who ha- experience temporary or occasional sleep issues will go to a pharmacist like you and ask for uh, over-the-counter sleeping pills, possibly some kind of supplement. Melatonin would seem to be the most practical of the lot. Yeah. Do you get a fairly steady stream of people with um, not a chronic sleep issue but occasional i every now and then i just I, I go for days and i don't sleep well well i tell you one of our number one prescribed drugs is um called zopiclone which is a, a sleep makes you go to sleep and i, I see that massively in, in many seniors because they're concerned they're not sleeping well right. maybe one of the reasons they're not sleeping is they're not taking these, understanding that the artificial light is keeping them up, or they're watching television all the time, they're getting all this blue light that keeps them awake. It's time to try 
natural alternatives. One, one of the things is just block the blue light that's coming off your TV. And right. See, see what happens. Or your iPad or your cell phone. Exactly. Because now a lot of us, most of our children of all ages have some kind of personal device of their own now. When I was a little kid, I used to get, well caught frequently uh, listening to my transistor radio, which I kept uh, conveniently under my pillow. That's what kept me up at night, listening to the radio. Now, yeah. kids have phones. Those uh, artificially lit devices uh, create, uh, stimulate the brain to the point where sleep becomes damn near impossible. That's right. That, so, that's the, the premise that, uh, you know, many doctors, like this Dr. Jack Cruz, Dr. Mercola, uh, are, are proposing. They're, they're looking at their patients and they see when they decrease the amount of artificial light that gets into the eye, the blue light gets into the eye by using these <clears throat> uh, their yellow colored blue blockers, uh, people feel better mm-hmm. and they have a better sleep. And that means your whole body starts to operate better when you're getting good nights, your you're eight hours, seven, eight hours of sleep. But we're talking cultural stuff again here in a whole generation who feels, I mean, completely alienated without that device in the palm of their hands at pretty much all times. We're always available. Text me, uh, et cetera. So how do, you, how do you convince an entire generation raised on these super cool devices? I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some of them, the stuff these things can do is astonishing. Yes. But how do you get them to put it away at night? Because they won't. I know they won't put it away. So, so you can put, you can get screens that are available. I've seen it on Amazon that block blue light that comes off those things. They're okay. Blue blockers. So the same as eyeglasses, you can just put a, a, a safety screen over the surface of the iPad or the yeah, cell phone. That's right. So not only wear the glasses, but you could put a screen uh, on your uh, device. And if you, have, if you you wear prescription glasses, yes. um, do you have the, can you get a coating of some kind on the glasses? Yeah, you can ask your uh, optometrist to put a, a blue blocker coating on. So, you, so could, you could watch television late at night, which a lot of people do. I watch TV. I used to fall asleep watching Johnny Carson, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know the story. Yeah. And, and, and you wake up, you, know, you go into someone's room at 3 o'clock in the morning and the TV's still on. Mm-hmm. So you turn it off. Yes. Uh, but, you know, th- we do that. We fall asleep watching TV. But So we do fall asleep perhaps an hour or two after we could have otherwise, right? Yeah. And you may have disturbed sleep, right? Because you're not, your body hasn't produced all the natural, uh, you know, sleep hormone that you need. And sleep uh, deprivation can create a lot of conditions, not the least of which is stress. Yes. Uh, but you talked earlier about eating disorders, even diabetes. How does sleep or lack thereof affect diabetes? Well, which is pretty darn common these days. There's a notice that if you don't have enough sleep, your blood sugars will not be in good control. That's that simple. It's, it's written in the literature all the time. Uh, we know that eating disorders seem to be related to sleep disorders. Right. Again. Um, you don't eat right, you, there's a tendency to eat more if you're sleep-deprived. So th- that's just a notice that this happens. So that's why sleep is so important once those us. Once those natural rhythms get out of whack, it's pretty easy for everything to go, sort of the domino effect to start going sideways on you. That's right. So it's a question, what if our eyes are supposed to be a natural clock to us, not just a camera to see what's going on? Okay. And if your clock gets all screwed up because the light's out there, then the body gets screwed up. And that's 
the premise of Dr. Jack Cruz and Dr. Mercola, um, that this is one of the issues in our you know, society and civilization. Too much blue light, disturbing our sleep patterns, causing all these other problems. Well, we just went through the, the annual uh, switch to daylight savings time a week or so ago, and, and there was much brouhaha here on the radio and, and everywhere else. It was psychologists and psychiatrists were consulted, and some people say it, it has a profound effect. And a Monday morning after the weekend where the clocks get put ahead, more traffic accidents on that particular morning than yeah. pretty much any other Monday in the year. So there are demonstrable effects of even an hour's sleep loss. That's right. Well, think of what's happening if you're, you're, you know, if that one hour of lack of sleep is causing all this, you know, problems, especially accidents, and this is life or death stuff that's Mm. happening, you know? Who would have thought that one hour lack of sleep could make a difference? We see it every year, right? So it's really important to you to get your good seven to eight hours of sleep. Right. The question is how to best go about doing that. So if we go to the doc and say, you know, I'm just having a heck of a time getting a decent night's sleep, is the doc more likely than not to give you a prescription for some kind of a sleep aid? Absolutely. But that's that's their training. Will that be a pharmaceutical uh, remedy, Alan, or an herbal remedy? Guaranteed it'll be a pharmaceutical remedy. Okay. That's the number one suggestion. Okay, and what, yeah. uh, uh, um, I don't know, even know any brand names because I don't use any of those, but no, what, 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 would the side, the what would the side effects of a typical pharmaceutical sleeping tablet be? One of the big ones where people don't realize the risk is you actually don't get that drug out of your body in eight hours. Well, I was just it might say, be there for 10 hours, so you are actually impaired when you drive to work. Even if, even greater than the eight-hour length of time. That's one of the cautions that's actually written up in the literature when you use a, a drug such as Zopiclone, which is the most common. So you can wake thing. up feeling kind of dopey then. Yeah? Exactly. And that dopey means you're impaired, literally, in, in driving, that you can't think as clearly as you should when you're behind the wheel of a car. It's like having a couple of drinks before you go behind the wheel of a car. Mm. If we can equate that. Yeah. So, and that's the scary part. So if people are finding that, they're still dopey after they've taken their sleeping pill. Maybe you're better off cutting it in half because you can, you don't want to wake up dopey. Right. You want to wake up rested, uh, ready to you know face the day, full of energy, but not dopey. Because if you're still dopey an hour or two after you wake up, you could be impaired, and it's going to increase your risk of having an accident. What would the side effects of taking the natural melatonin supplement uh, be versus uh, the pharmaceutical approach? Well. Your body is that there's a naturally occurring substance that helps your body sleep, and it's highly unlikely that you're going to wake up because your body hasn't been able to get rid of it. When you see, you wake up, you see the sun, like now, you're going to feel better, and the body will wake up by itself naturally seeing that bright sunlight. So the short answer is unlikely to have, if you take the suggested dose of melatonin, Mm -hmm. uh, that hangover effect. Oh, Okay. And so when people come into Mark's Pharmacy Delta to talk to you uh, about those problems they're having, uh, and and I guess your first question is, are you taking anything now? Have you been prescribed anything? Right, right. And have most of the people, are they taking something? There's a group of people who are are taking prescription drugs, and there's another group of people I see who said, I never take it. I only look for a natural supplement, and what do you suggest? 
And then, yes, I do have some natural supplements. But based on this more knowledge about what the artificial light's doing to us in terms of keeping us awake, um, to me, that's the first thing now I look at. Oh, and other things. We talked about caffeine earlier and coffee, 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 coffee. But we didn't include tea, did we? And some teas have more caffeine than coffee. You know, I did a test in in a lab when I was back in school, and we checked. The average cup of coffee, you know, you grind up your coffee. We measured the caffeine in that. And then we measured an average cup of tea. And there is more caffeine in a cup of tea than there is the average cup of coffee. And that's surprising information to a lot of people still. Yeah, especially the black tea, any kind of dark teas, Mm -hmm. black teas. Not so much maybe green tea, herbal teas. There's no caffeine in, in many of them. Right. But with regular, you know. Your orange pico uh, supermarket tea. Yeah. That has more caffeine uh, in that regular cup of coffee, than, sorry, cup of tea, than there is in a cup of coffee. So, again, the cutoff, the fact that a lot of people establish in their lives, in my case, it's noon. I never drink caffeine of any description after noon. Some people do it at 9, p- 9 a.m. I get two cups of coffee before I hit the office, and I'm done. I drink water for the rest of the day. These self-control-imposed rules work for some yeah uh, is that because you're sort of in touch with your rhythms is that a good way to describe it well no i think you're just in touch with your body that you understand what's caffeine doing to you and obviously some people are sensitive some aren't you know it all depends i used to like to have a cup of coffee and cocoa together before i went to sleep and had a great sleep a little mocha that's right a little Uh, mocha uh it doesn't happen now (laughs) <laughs> no. So uh, are you at Mark's Pharmacy Delta most days? Do people need, because they hear you on the radio and you sound great and you say a lot of really smart things, do they need to make an appointment to go see you? I'm usually there, um, you know, Monday, Tuesday. Okay. Okay, most Monday, Tuesdays, and the odd Saturday. But otherwise, if you really want to see me, you better phone. Okay. Okay. Not that my staff can't help you, uh, and, you know, because we all work together and sure. I train them on how we help people at Mark's Pharmacy, to whether it's being in pain or needing more energy or you know, looking for a better sleep. We've got a number of options to help you. MarksPharmacyDelta.com is the website, friends, and all the contact information, including emails and phone numbers for making appointments with Alan Glasser right there, MarksPharmacyDelta.com. Great of you to come in again. Some really informative stuff. And don't forget, at least six ounces of water anytime you take a pill. Full stop. Yes. You take a pill, a big glass of water is the smart and only way to take it. Alan Glasser, thanks. We'll look forward to HealthWorks Radio next Saturday night at 6 o'clock here on CKNW. Thanks, sir. More to come after this. Once again, our thanks to pharmacist Alan Glasser for another informative visit, and thanks for your calls as well. Time now for the Steel Report, and today, Linda looks at paying off those credit cards. I'm Linda Steele, and this is your Steele Report. New research has found that 40% of Canadians don't know why they need to pay more than the minimum amount due on their credit cards. The president of the Credit Counseling Society, Scott Hanna, says these numbers are pretty concerning. The reality is that if a person had a uh, a $5,000 debt on a credit card and only made the minimum payment each and every month, it would take them over 25 years to pay that debt off. And during that time period, they would have likely have paid twice the balance in interest charges. Scott says part of the problem is that people don't realize how much interest they're really paying. We just see our credit card statements and say, oh, there's $60 worth of interest charges in there. But we look, if we looked on that on an annual basis or perhaps over a 10-year period, it really starts to, to mount up for a lot of consumers. Unfortunately, 
consumers don't really tend to look at this until they incur financial difficulties or when they find it's difficult to keep up with them in the payments. Scott says the first step towards saving up to pay off more on your credit card each month is to take note of where you're spending your money. He advises tracking your spending for two months and looking at where you can cut down. I'm Linda Steele, and that's your Steele Report. Thank you, Linda. Steele and Drex, weekday afternoons 2 to 6 on News Talk 980 CKNW. couple more consumer quickies before we have to go. The plight of a Toronto widow who lost hundreds of thousands of dollars and her home in a dating scam has prompted police to urge vigilance online. They say the woman, whose name has not been released, is a former municipal employee who first made contact with a suspect or suspects in the case on social media. Investigators say the woman believes she had developed a long-term relationship so, when the scammers claimed to be in a crisis, she sent roughly $40,000 to them to help. Police say the suspects convinced the woman to send more money to cover fees, taxes, and other expenses, prompting her to sell her condo and turn over about $410,000 more over seven years. They used the suspects, used the names of real FBI and UN employees, and provided fake news releases and court documents to bolster their lies. Now, the police say they're not likely to track down the people responsible in this case, but they hope the woman's experience serves as a warning to be cautious online. They're right to say people may be more susceptible than they think. Here's a quote. This is a person who held a responsible administrative job. She's no dummy. Typically, many of our victims in these cases have some form of vulnerability. They tend to be senior, but it's not that they don't have their wits about them. They usually do, but they have a vulnerability. That's from Toronto Police. Loneliness is likely a key. Some 748 Canadians, most of them in their mid-40s to late 50s, a younger group than many might expect, lost more than 17 million to online dating scams just last year. Some were cheated out of more than $100,000. While vigilance is easier said than done for some, the best advice from all police forces remains to avoid getting ripped off. It's best not to send anyone money. And finally, last week we updated the important story about the worldwide bee shortage and told you how planting free wildflowers is a useful way to help out locally and gave you the website for the seeds. This week it's a bee story with a twist from New Zealand, where honey is a luxury for many and getting so expensive organized crime is now involved and gangsters are stealing hives from beekeepers. The price of honey there has tripled in five years. Hundreds of thefts of both hives and honey have been reported in just the last few months. Agricultural officials and police are working to crack down on the thieves, but so far details remain sticky. Oh, and the offer for free wildflower seeds? It's from General Mills, and the address is cheerios.com slash bees. And that's our show for today. Thanks to producer Ben Dooley and technical producer Chris Brentlinger-Grant. Thank you for joining us. We're back next Sunday morning at 11 with another edition of Vancouver Consumer. Stay tuned for Charmaine De Silva next on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.